Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Hello and welcome to the 21st episode of Barefooting with Sierra. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist, and I have been living without shoes since 2010. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. In this episode, I interview Kendra of Blanket Fort Studios. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts. Novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I will give you updates on what I am working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon. Let's get started. First up, novels. In honor of Valentine's Day, I released that flash fiction fantasy romance piece I wrote when I was dealing with writer's block a few weeks ago. You can find that on Amazon in ebook format only. It's called Under the Light of the Full Moon, Matthew's Secret. It does verge into erotica, so if that's something you're uncomfortable with, that's fine. Give this one a pass. If the thought of a werewolf erotica excites you, though, definitely check it out. In novel news today, Ohio's Wood County District Public Library is hosting a live online Meet the Author event for mystery writer Hannah Dennison. The event is scheduled for 11 a.m. local time on March 10th and is free. You can email woodref at wcdpl.org or visit wcdpl.org slash live dash online for more information. The University of Michigan's student newspaper, Michigan Union, did a Valentine's Day feature on their athlete power couples, couples who met while they were both student athletes at the university. I'm in the middle of a divorce, so normally this is something that would make me roll my eyes and groan, but they featured couples outside the typical straight white romance cover norm, so that made me a little happy. Made up for it a little, you know? My favorite couple they interviewed was Stephanie Johnson, who played field hockey for the university from 1999 to 2003, and Aaron Moore, who played volleyball there from 2000 to 2003. They talked about their dogs and how they love to read together, but different books. Stephanie likes summer beach novels, and Aaron likes crime fiction. Their Valentine plans were to order in, kick up their feet, and toast to being wives. Totally adorable. Love it. Now on to comics. I didn't get a new comic done today, hashtag mom life. When my son decides he needs me, he gets me. I always tell him that he's my number one, and I follow those words up with actions. I have chronic conditions that mean I need more rest than the average person, so he already gets less of me than he should. If I miss a day of writing or creating comics to spend the day playing Monopoly or watching old cheesy Godzilla movies with him, that's still a day well spent to me. And now for today's interview with Kendra of Blanket Fort Studios. Hi, Kendra. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Please tell the listeners a little about yourself, where you're from, and what you do. Sure. I'm Kendra Barth, uh, owner and artist and maker of Blanketport Studios. I'm from McAllen, Texas, but I currently live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's where I plan to stay. 
I've been in the past professionally a graphic designer. And over the past couple of years, I've been working with pottery and art and making my living that way. That's awesome. So how did Blanket Fort Studio come about? Well, Blanket Fort has always been kind of something in my mind. It's like a, like a sheltered space, like a safe space. So I've always kind of had that name in my heart. And I think I've made the name to sort of let people know that it's like encompassing more than one thing. I'm kind of like, what's it called? A Jane of all trades. I love to do a little bit of everything. So I feel like Blanket Port Studio is that all encompassing maker space that is my brain and my hands. Yeah, you do. You make a lot of things, all sorts of things with like ceramics, paintings, prints. How do you usually go about your creation process? I realize I'm I'm privileged. Like I make as I live. Like it's a big part of my day to day. So I honestly just act on urges. Like I I mean I take out space and time to make pottery three or four times a week. But as for prints, sometimes I'm just working in front of the TV at home. I have a two-year-old. So this flexible lifestyle basically exists because she exists. Before it was a lot more structured, but I'm okay working this way. Like everything just kind of comes to me organically and I work as I go, as I live. That's great. How do you come up with new ideas? I'm just always thinking. I'm kind of an anxious thinker and I often think very existentially, like, even at the grocery store. So I kind of always have things going on in my brain. I hate to be that jerk to the people that maybe aren't necessarily very creative, but it just kind of happens. I'm kind of an emotive artist and just act upon feelings, impressions, things I saw that day. Pottery, usually I'm thinking things out like weeks, days in advance, and I have a list in my phone of things that I want to make. And everything I make comes out in my style and I think it's just the way I work with my hands. It just kind of comes out that way. I know that's not probably what some people want to (laughs) hear. Yeah, it definitely doesn't work like that for everybody. But yeah, I I mean, that's that's definitely awesome that it works like that for you. Sometimes it's like that for me too when I'm writing. It just kind of comes to me. It just clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You have a lot of nature elements in your art, like leaves, snakes, butterflies. When I lived in Knoxville, I'd go to IAM's Nature Center to sketch. Is there anywhere in particular you go to find inspiration? Um, I particularly love in Knoxville, Seven Islands. It's a nature reserve slash state park. The hikes are like paved in grass. It's magical. Like it just feels like you're casually walking out of your backyard into nature. I go there like every other day. I find such places pleasure in small things. Like I collect snail shells and pretty leaves, things I find. I often collect things as I hike and nature has always inspired me. Growing up, I thought I was going to be a marine biologist. I'm not obviously doing that, but I'm still constantly surprised and amazed by nature and it really inspires me. Love it. Seven Islands is great. Yes. I actually got engaged there as well. It's like my whole family and friends, they know it's like my favorite place. That's awesome. Um, So you have an Etsy store. Do you have any plans to expand that to a physical store or like do you have your 
stuff showcased anywhere in physical stores right now? I do. I have some things locally at Rala. It's a local shop that does consignment art. So they take a percentage. I take a percentage. So I have stuff there locally. I also do a lot of craft fairs. I do plan on expanding. Like I said, I have a toddler right now and it it has made my life a little difficult to plan out things as far as the future goes. So has the pandemic, but my plan to expand is to get more stuff in stores, create a website, basically not have to use Etsy's algorithms anymore. Um, It's super helpful right now finding new clients, but the plan is to have people look for me directly and go to a website. That's the plan. Excellent. Sounds like you've got it all mapped out. It's hard. Like I feel like being a one man show is like, it's a little hard. Like I really don't enjoy the sales part of it. Like I just wish like my stuff would just magically appear to the people that want them. That would be amazing. Oh, I agree. Marketing my books is my least favorite part of being an author. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird. I'm, I mean, I was trained as a graphic designer and it's like, I so understand, like I understand the importance and I'm just like, but what if I don't want to, what if I just want to make art forever? And just, I, what if I want like, I don't know, like a sugar daddy experience where someone just throws money at me and I just get to make art. That would be so amazing. (laughs) Wouldn't it? Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Can't I just have like an old timey page? Why don't they do that anymore? Yeah, like, I mean, I guess Patreon exists, but I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm that interesting. Like, that sounds like work. I just want like an old noble to like, you know, shower me with money and I have to make a triptych like once a year or something. Thank you, Patreons. I love you. I would like more of you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Send more money to her. Please. Please. Yeah, let let her live the dream that I'm speaking of. (laughs) Yeah. If you had that dream and you had all the patrons in the world, what would be (laughs) your favorite medium that you would just work with all the time? I don't know. I can't pick one. That's like my problem. That's well, it's not even a problem. Like, obviously, I'm embracing it. But like in college, they're like, hey, you need to be a painter. Just do painting. You're a potter. Just do pottery. Get really good at that one thing. I can't. I get so excited by new things and by exploring old things. I guess if people forced me for some weird reason to make me choose one thing, I would probably pick pottery. Oh, it just speaks to me so much. And it's fulfilling in a different way than painting and printmaking and illustrating. It's like, um, it's a very physical kind of primal like it's almost meditative I don't know it just feels good and it also feels really good to have a functional piece of something like I feel like a reason why my pottery is so successful compared to some of my other art is because I'm applying the other art to the pottery if that makes sense um like my illustrations and my design being interpreted through pottery. And it's just so much dang fun too. Have you tried pottery? I have. And everything I tried came out very um, not good. (laughs) Uh, Girl, it legit, I'm still learning like years later. I mean, I'm constantly taking classes. I, I took a class and they were like, don't worry, you're a beginner. And I was like, I'm not a beginner. I'm just nervous. 
Oh man, I probably couldn't even throw like a bowl until like my second class. And by second class, I don't mean like one class, two class. I mean like set of classes, like six week courses. So yeah, I encourage everyone to try it. I took AP 3D art in high school and that involved involved a lot of pottery, obviously. I did a bust that ended up okay, but yeah, pottery wheels, no. (laughs) Does not work for me. Spinning clay at a fast, dangerous speed, you're not into it? Does not work. I don't know. Like It always just ends up too wet and then just... Yeah. falls over or breaks in the kiln or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just it's not my friend i've done a bust that turned out okay until it got dropped and then goodbye bust oh i was gonna ask if you still had it no it got dropped <laughs> scarred for life it was, like, it was watching a miniature version of yourself just tumbling and it was, it was the quaker oatmeal guy <laughs> I don't know why I assumed it was you. No, I better that it's the Quaker oatmeal guy. I don't know why I chose the Quaker oatmeal guy. Because he's awesome. You were trying to say something very poignant that you don't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was 16. I was weird. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> the Quaker oatmeal guy. <laughs> What advice would you give to someone who wants to pursue a creative career? Oh my gosh, just keep going. Like I learn something new every single day and I didn't start off good at art. Like I didn't do art in high school. I had plans to be this biologist and like, you know, be a scientist or whatever, which everybody was like, why you're so creative. And I'm like, pish posh, I'm going to do that. And I've always been creative. Uh, I blame my family they're gonna listen to this for not pushing me that direction even though they didn't know and there was no way for them to know but still yeah just practice and I think since I don't have an early history with art it has been something that I've just been progressively working on over past like 15 years and I've just gotten better every day and I would encourage them to keep trying to keep pushing themselves learn how to use different tools like if you're into design teach yourself how to use illustrator if you would like to do digital art, maybe download Procreate and practice. Pottery, I mean, I only started doing pottery like four years ago and I've just found great joy in it. And if I hadn't have pushed myself to take that class and go out on a ledge and do something different, I wouldn't be doing this amazing thing every day. So yeah, I I would just encourage people to just keep going, keep trying and get better. Great advice. And what's the best advice that you've ever received? Hmm. I one time was like really like depressed and uncertain about my career and the people I was working with and I was just so like worked up about something and a girl (laughs) said to me I always think about it she was like hey what if it's not about you and I just (laughs) some reason like it's such a dumb thing and obviously I'm like you know I like to think that I'm empathetic but in the moment I was just like what wait a minute it isn't about me (laughs) and every once in a while I'll just take a moment and be like, hey, you're getting like really worked up, really anxious. What if this is not about you at all? So I guess the advice that I'm trying to get at with that is that take a step back whenever you feel anxious or worried about something and realize that you kind of are small and it's a good thing. People are often dealing with their own things that you can't see. And you know what? Maybe they treated you that way or you thought that they treated you that way. And it was really they were 
were having a bad day or something. And I know that's not like a beautiful quote or anything, but I think about it all the time. And I, I mean, I'm an artist. I'm kind of a little bit into myself, you know? So I don't know. I just think of her and that, that like sassy voice, like, Hey, what if it's not about you? And I'm just like, yeah, girl, you're right. Maybe it isn't about me. It's fine. As far as art, I had a professor that, like I said earlier, other artists and professors of art, they try to encourage you to go down a certain direction. I had a professor that was like, hey, you like to do all the things. Just do all the things. He was successful at doing that as well and is still an inspiration to me. He's a graphic designer, a sculptor, does photography, and I've just always really kind of appreciated what he said. It's kind of advice that's directly to me, but I would encourage other artists and other people to do the same, explore. And I mean, as you should, you know, if you want to refine the craft that you're working on, but if you're like me, like do whatever, do what makes you happy. Love it. Absolutely. And where can people find you online? Uh, They can find me on Instagram. It's kind of like my little portfolio. It's at Blanket Fort Studio. I am working on a website and I have an Etsy shop uh, under the same name, Blanket Fort Studio. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been great chatting with you. (laughs) All right. Next up is journalism. Every day in February, I'm going to highlight one influential Black history figure. Today's Black History Month highlight is Natalie Cole, first African-American to win a Grammy for Best New Artist. Natalie Maria Cole was born on the 6th of February, 1950, in Los Angeles, California, to music legends Nat King Cole and Maria Hawkins Ellington. She made her musical debut on her father's album, The Magic of Christmas, at the age of six, and began performing solo at the age of 11. She graduated from the University of Massachusetts in 1972 with a degree in child psychology and a minor in German. After graduating, she and her band Black Magic had no trouble getting booked at clubs to perform thanks to her father's fame. Her connections in the music industry helped her get into a studio to record a demo tape, which led to a contract with Capitol Records and the release of her album Inseparable in 1975. It became an instant success due to her singles This Will Be and Inseparable. Both songs reached number one on the R&B charts. Cole won two Grammys in 1976, Best Female R&B Vocal Performance and Best New Artist. She was the first African-American to win a Best New Artist Grammy. Her third and fourth albums both went platinum, selling over a million copies each. She released a total of 25 albums over her career and won nine Grammys. She died of congestive heart failure on the 1st of January 2016 in Los Angeles, California. In today's current events... Thunder Bay, Ontario Health District has, as of today, recorded more COVID-19 cases since the beginning of 2021 than it did in all of 2020. The Health District is currently dealing with outbreaks in area correctional facilities, accounting for approximately of one-third of all the cases in 2021. Thankfully, none of the three variant strains from Brazil, South Africa, or the UK have been detected in the Thunder Bay Health District so far. Brian New of Belmont, North Carolina, has won the AFTCO Bassmaster Elite at St. John's River. Over the course of the four-day competition, he caught 79 pounds and 7 ounces of bass. He won a prize of $101,000. Competitive fishermen from all over the world traveled to compete in this contest. The other top 50 catches by weight received prizes ranging from $5,000 to $35,000. Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. I managed to very briefly go outside barefoot today. 
It was nice to feel that crunchy snow under my feet again, but it was a very short excursion. It was minus 22 degrees Celsius, which is about minus 7 Fahrenheit. Very cold. My book, A Brief Guide to Barefooting, is available as a free ebook through the 18th of February. Make sure you head over to Amazon to grab that during the promotion if you don't have a copy already. In today's Barefoot News, British actor Dominic West recently came under scrutiny for a photo he posted online of himself and six friends hunting outdoors together in what many pointed out was a violation of gathering restrictions. He argues that he didn't break the rules because they don't apply to outdoor social gatherings. In an article for Oldie Magazine, West explained how he came to take up hunting after he moved to the countryside. Quote, I raised chickens, rushing out in the middle of the night, barefoot in the mud, when we'd forgotten to lock them away. I took up hunting to avenge their mauling by the fox, charging terrified at fences in the matter of merry old England. It was exhausting. End quote. He soon realized that country life wasn't the relaxing paradise it seemed to be. But when the pandemic brought a slowdown of life, he welcomed that change of pace and a chance to go hunting with his friends. Joss Stone was unveiled as The Sausage in the finale of The Masked Singer, a singing competition where famous artists perform in costume. After winning the competition, she reflected that it was a nice change of pace from being judged for her hippie wardrobe and barefoot style. She said in an interview with The Sun, quote, Isn't it amazing? I don't think it's the voice. I learned that at the beginning. It's got to be about the laughs. It's really just about being able to have fun and not be judged as well. I know you're getting judged for your performance, but not really, not in the same way, end quote. The Masked Singer is just such an absolutely bizarre show. I'm glad she had a great time. That's all for today's show. I'll be back tomorrow with another interview, this time with Finnish musician and fashion designer Samu Pentanen. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at sierrathebarefoot, on Facebook as Sierra the Barefoot Girl, on Twitter at Sierra Barefoot, and on TikTok at Sierra is Barefoot. You can follow the podcast itself on Instagram at Barefooting with Sierra. All of my books are available on Amazon. My comics are available on Instagram at World of Possums and Patreon.com slash Possum Pete. Thank you to Legion X for the intro and outro music. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And please share it with a friend if you've enjoyed it. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.